guys. Thanks for stopping by. This is We Who Worship. I'm Ben. And I'm Sarah. Wow, Sarah. We're here in the podcast studio once again. Again. Wow. Do we live here? Maybe. <laughs> it's actually, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. Took a little break. Mm-hmm. We went camping this past weekend. Yeah. It was a little bit wet. It, <laughs> it was soaking It wet. rained a wee bit. Um... I think that they'd be interested in hearing about our towels. <sighs> our towels. So, you know when you go to a lake, you yep. bring a towel with you. This is what you do. And perhaps you don't think ahead to bring more than one towel. Because, because maybe you're living a crazy life. Yeah. You know, and like, we're going to pack lightly. You bring a towel. That's all you need. You're great. You hang it outside. It dries. Yeah. Everything's fine. Great. So, you go. Yep. You swim. Yep. You use your towel, mm-hmm. you get dry. Now your towel's wet. Yes. And it needs to dry. It does. But then you swim multiple times in a day, right? So, like, by the end of the day, like, it's pretty wet. Saturated, one might say. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? How are you going to dry it? Well, you hang it outside. Yeah. And then what kind of crazy thing might happen at night sometimes? Um, Bigfoot might come by. Yeah. Uh, does Bigfoot use towels? That's a great question. I feel like he wouldn't. I feel like I feel he's like kind of like I a little dog. He just kind of shakes and walks around. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like he's shaggy. <laughs> I don't think he's I don't think he's snatching any of our towels. <laughs> this is fair. <laughs> um uh, what could just come out of nowhere when you least expect it? Hillbillies. Some no. Okay. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, if you're in West Virginia, hmm, that's not too far of a stretch, honestly. West Virginia is its own breed of people. Yeah, they just they, they there's no rules in West Virginia. No, I don't think you just so. live. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, um, it was rain. It was rain. Rain came out of the sky unexpectedly. It did. All over. Are drying towels. Yes. So they got more wet than they were before. This happened like twice, two days in a row. Two days. Well, we kept it, it. So it'd like rain at night. Towels would get wet. In the morning, it's all sunny. And we're like, ah, oh, great. We're going to hang them on the picnic table. They're going to dry. <laughs> We'd go out somewhere. We come back and it's raining <laughs> on the towels that are hanging out to dry. <laughs> it was just a vicious cycle of constant wetness. Yeah. The towels just didn't every every morning. I think we were like, <laughs> "Okay, they're gonna get dry today. We're gonna leave them out. We'll swim. We'll, we don't need to use towels this time. Like we'll come back. The towel will be dry. We can use it for the next time." And then they were just perpetually sopping wet, and they stunk. It was bad it it because like they a were wet. wet. Dog. Yeah, because they just like kept getting foot. wet, and they were outside, <laughs> and ugh, just not ideal. No, <laughs> but it was funny. I mean. In the moment, it wasn't. No. There was one time that I got out of the lake, and you had brought down a blanket to dry off with. That's how desperate yeah. we were. Um, and I was like, I really am cold. I could use a towel. And yeah. I just had to kind of stand there. I know. I saw you standing and just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it was just not ideal. But but hey, we won. But it was good. Everything else was great. We hammocked. Mm-hmm. And that was a highlight, definitely. Yeah. We just set up our hammocks. It was on a cliff. Um, look up pictures of Somerville. 
West Virginia. Summersville. Summersville. Sorry. <laughs> and like there's all these like crazy cliffs and the water's like really blue. Yeah. Um and we just kinda hung out. Literally hung out. Yep. On the cliff. <laughs> Ideal. We met some friends. Mm-hmm. We didn't actually speak to them. No, but I don't know we, if you can call we them friends, but we waved at them an awful lot. Campground acquaintances. They they were <laughs> they were everywhere. We'd go places <laughs> and it would be like, oh my gosh, those are the people we know. And they would laugh at us. Ben thought they were laughing at him, but they were just giggling because they were little girls. They were like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, <laughs> they're here again. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Good solid break. Yeah. Um, I think one of the highlights of West Virginia, though, has to be um, Walmart. <laughs> and <laughs> how there was a kid wow. just holding, <laughs> a, statement. holding a cat in a Walmart. There and was a and cute and little kitten. <laughs> and it was like. Just this on the floor. This makes sense. Yeah. They, they were in the checkout line, just a child on like the floor. In the with entrance a cat. to the checkout line, too. Yeah. Like, you had to just walk around. Cat boy. This little child with their cat just playing on the floor. And I was like, why? Of all places in Walmart that you could sit down and pe- pet your cat, that was not the place to do it. No. But also, but would you expect was. any less? <laughs> it's West Virginia. No rules. <laughs> it was just Walmart. Live. No rules. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. It's like the difference when you go to a Target and a Walmart. Like, you yeah. can tell you're in a different spot just by the parking lot. Yeah. Like, are people driving, like, madmen? No. You're in Walmart. You get the odd, like, person <laughs> who probably needs to go and retake their driver's test in a Target parking lot. But, like, Walmart is just... I skipped, like, five spots when I was trying to park because either the cars were crooked or s- somehow someone was coming out of them, even though it looked like an empty spot. Like, chaotic. There are people just standing in the way. Like West, Vir- West Virginia, <laughs> you just live your life. You don't yeah. care. Yeah. Kind of freeing. It is. We should all do this. So that was our weekend. Um, now we're back to real life and in the podcast studio recording. I guess you could say a part two to our last episode, which we got a lot of feedback on. Um, yeah, people really enjoyed hearing, like, for a change, like people's personal stories as opposed to like um just fact yeah um because i feel like people can connect with that more so we're going to kind of continue that with sarah's story today um on how she met the holy spirit and yeah i i'm I'm really excited to share this with people um and i was really excited to like throw out like my my story as well because yeah, there's just so much power in being able to, like, say, I was here, and now, because of the Holy Spirit, I am where I'm at now. Mm. Um, and I think that's, yeah, it's really powerful. And it's also, like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost, like, therapeutic to be able to, like, look back at your life and be able to say, like, oh, my gosh, like, I remember that. But that because of that moment, I am where I am. Mm. Um, psychology. We love it. You taking off your coat? Are you hot? Yeah, it's really warm in here. I Don't have tell sw- everybody. Uh, well, you yeah, just ratted you out. I'm in, s- me. I'm in sweats and a sweatshirt. Are you not hot? I'm so cozy. It's like how it's like ninety degrees out there. Yeah, but we're inside. Yeah. Well, yeah. The outside's just seeping in a little bit. 
<laughs> it's pretty warm in here. I was being <laughs> dramatic. It's only 84 degrees, but. But to your Minnesotan blood. It's like 115. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, Sarah, I guess it's up to you. I guess this episode I get to kind of just sit back mm. and enjoy. That's nice. While you share with us your testimony of the Holy Spirit and who he is to you. So take it away. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. Um, this might take a minute to um, <laughs> realize like the Holy Spirit's role in this because it really is just like my like big picture testimony of like I always say like this is when I met Jesus but like we we all know that like where Jesus is God the Father and the Holy Spirit also are so like it all ties in and like yeah I'll explain it more later but um gosh okay um so I was raised Catholic um the parish we went to was just kind of like your average (laughs) American parish like we I grew up going to we called them religion classes which is basically just CCD on Wednesday nights um and then like obviously mass on Sundays and went through the sacraments and everything um yeah but just like was not properly catechized by any means by my parish which is very unfortunate um and yeah I knew I knew the basics of (laughs) I knew the story of Noah's Ark and like I knew who Jesus was um I don't know if I mean I probably knew that God was a trinity but I didn't really like know that know that if that makes sense it was like Mm. just this weird abstract of like okay Jesus and God and like (laughs) it was just (laughs) weird like I was not involved in it really at all um yeah, so I grew up in this parish. Um, I completed my first year. So we did confirmation in two years. So it was like we met every other Sunday for two years. Um, and I finished my first year. And basically, at the end of my first year, my parents decided, like, okay, this is not where we should be. This is not the parish we need to be at because, yeah, like I said, essentially, the religious education as a whole, was just bad. It was not good, and they realized that. Um, And we had had a neighboring priest. Our priest went on sabbatical, and a neighbor priest came in and kind of, like, rearranged the sanctuary and, like, properly ordered it, and as much as he could, at least, um, and just came. It was just, like, such a breath of fresh air compared to what we were used to. Um, And they were really drawn to that. My mom was, for sure. And he was from a parish, like, 15 minutes north of where we were. So we, yeah, essentially, like, started going to that parish and checking it out. And they were like, okay, this is good. Like, they have solid Orthodox faith formation. And they had a net team there at the time, a third-year net team. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) So um, they were pretty established in, like, what youth ministry looked like. They were using Life Teen Edge programs, like, it was just good, and people were active, yeah. and there were a bunch of kids, and people, like, knew what they believed and all these things. So I we switched parishes. We went up there. I finished my second year of confirmation at that parish, um, and 
I think my first parish, like, we didn't really, we just had to, like, go to the confirmation classes, but it didn't matter, like, if you missed them, like, you just kind of had to, like, do them, and then you were good, and you could get confirmed, and this new parish had, like, a checklist of things. It was, like, okay, you have to volunteer at um, a parish event, and you have to volunteer at a community event, and you have to go on um, this type of retreat. Like, I did, like, a Lenten retreat or something, and I had to go on like, a weekend retreat, like, I had to do all these things, (laughs) yeah, and I hated it, I remember being, like, this is so stupid, like, (laughs) (laughs) a little brat about it, (laughs) yeah, because where I came from before, I didn't have to do anything, and, like, we just showed up for a confirmation class, and our teacher gave us snacks, and we just laughed together, and, like, that was (laughs) it, it was, (laughs) so all of a sudden, I had to do things, and get people to sign off, and I was, like, what the heck, um, so, yeah, I was doing them, and it was fine, uh, and then I had to go on a weekend retreat, <laughs> and I had never been on a retreat before. I didn't re- didn't even really know what that was. Um, yeah, but, like, straight up, I just had to do it, or I wasn't going to get confirmed. And I was like, okay, I'm, like, almost two years into this thing. I'm going to get confirmed, and if I have to do a weekend retreat, <laughs> like, I have to just suck it up, and I have to do it. <laughs> so I went on this weekend retreat in Wisconsin. Um, Ew. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but my mom was kind enough to send me with a One Direction magazine to lighten oh the mood. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a surprise. I, I remember, like, <laughs> unzipping my bag, and it was there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, the weekend's going to be okay. <laughs> so that you were more excited about One Direction than oh, Jesus. Oh, 100%. Okay. I didn't know Jesus at this point. Th- that's fair. I well, you like, didn't know One Direction. <laughs> oh, I did. I no. did. <laughs> I thought I I did. <laughs> yeah, I was really big into One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer. And that was like the peak of my infatuation. <laughs> so <laughs> that was exciting um, when I saw that. But so it was a three or like it was a weekend retreat. So like we got there on Friday, Friday afternoon, Friday night. We were there all, all day Saturday and then left at like probably noon on Sunday or something. Um, and yeah. Uh, on Saturday night. So it was a retreat led by net. Um, okay. it wasn't like, as we know it, like a confirm, a net confirmation retreat. Yeah. Um, they weren't in all black. Pretending no, to be secret <laughs> no. Cause we were also 16 years old, so that wasn't <laughs> going to fly. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I remember vaguely having small groups and small group discussion times. And I remember the netters, we had a big team. Gosh, there were like at least 10 of them on the team. So like, they were getting up and sharing testimonies and giving talks and like, yeah. Um, on Saturday night, they we had like a prison worship adoration session, I guess. Um, and like I said, I I never been to a retreat. Like I was not involved in youth ministry basically whatsoever. I had never experienced charismatic prayer at all. I didn't know anyone on the retreat either, so it wasn't like, oh, like, I know these people and, like, I trust them kind of thing. It was like I was surrounded by strangers. (laughs) Yeah, but that's kind of like a cool, like, we don't get that anymore. Like, I feel like going on a retreat with people is almost a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. It must have sucked at the time, like, just you and your One Direction magazine. But, like, (laughs) in all honesty, you had a beautiful opportunity to, like, actually enter into a retreat which i don't know like as a little brat 
teenager, I don't feel like I really entered in. I went on one net retreat for confirmation as well. Mm. And I did not enter into it at all because yeah. it was like, oh, all the people I knew were there. So yeah. it was just kind of like made fun of the netters and like yeah. <laughs> we're little brats. But like you had a very different yeah. and like cool perspective of being able to just be like, well, I'm here and I have to be here. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I'd be fascinated to like talk with someone who's also on the retreat. I could. But someone who is also there and like see what their experience was because like mine was so radical and like changed my life and like probably these people like they were so active in the church and because I was new to the church I didn't know them but they all knew each other so like yeah it was probably just like another retreat for them like oh that's fun but like I wonder I don't know it's just yeah um yeah so um that team is playing music and what song were they playing? Oh, well, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were playing music, and Father came out and started, like, processing with the Eucharist. But he, we were in, like, it was basically set up like a church is, you know, with, like, the single aisle down the middle. So, like, we were in just, like, rows. There was a decent amount of us. There were probably, like, 30 of us plus the netters. So, like, it was a pretty big group. Um, And somehow... <laughs> I don't know how this happened because like I am so the type of person who walks into like a classroom and I go to the back like I want to sit in the back row or like in a group setting where there's a bunch of chairs like I'm sitting in the back I'm never gonna just walk up and sit in the front seat I must have been late or something (laughs) because I was in the front row busy reading one direction (laughs) maybe um yeah I was in the front row and um he like started on the other side of the row if that makes sense so like there were I was on, like, the far right, and he started on the far left. So I'm, like, watching him as he's holding the monstrance. And, like, okay, I've been to adoration before, but maybe not. No, not maybe not. But, like, I didn't realize <laughs> that it was Jesus, you know? Like, yeah, I've been into an adoration chapel and seen, like, old ladies praying the rosary in silence. And I'd seen a monstrance, but, like, I, I don't think anyone had ever explicitly said, like, okay, like, that is Jesus, and this is what we believe about it, and this is why we say that that's Jesus. Like, it just, there was no intellectual knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Father was, like, standing in front of each person for, like, a solid, like, 15, 20 seconds, you know, so it was, like, a slow process. And I'm watching down the row as these people are, like, crying, and they're reaching out and grabbing the robes and, like, reaching their hands up, and I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) I have to get out of here. This is crazy. These people are insane. Um, But like I said, I was in the front row, so there was no escape. (laughs) And, like, someone would have seen me leave. It was just I was too vulnerable in the front. Um, And, yeah, so I'm watching these people, and, like, Jesus is getting closer. I'm like, what the heck? And trying to figure out, like, okay, what am I going to (laughs) do? Like, not necessarily to perform, but, like, what am I supposed to act like? Because all these people seem to know what they're doing, and I have no idea what's going on. Um, yeah. Um, so then Oceans was playing at this point. <laughs> this uh. is the time when Oceans was big. Um, ben loves Oceans. That's I why he's making those noises. I hate Oceans. He has a deep, deep love for it. He can't no. admit it. Um, I w- will never admit it because <laughs> I've never liked it. Uh, anyways, so this is like the first praise and worship song I ever like heard. I l- grew up listening to like Christian radio. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> but like Oceans <laughs> wasn't about to be on that radio station. Yeah. So like I knew like those songs, but I didn't know like P 
PNW, you know, like, I didn't know any of that. So I heard Oceans, and I was like, whoa, because <laughs> it's just the first one. Um, yeah, so anyways, Jesus is coming down the row, and, um, yeah, like I said, no intellectual knowledge whatsoever. Um, and the priest stepped in front of me with the monstrance, and it's so weird. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, I basically, like, closed my eyes because I was like, uh, like, there's someone in front of me. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to close my eyes. Okay, I'm praying. <laughs> um, but, like, I was, like, hit with this, like, overwhelming feeling that, like, oh, my gosh, like, okay, there's someone standing in front of me, but it wasn't the priest. Like, I was very aware that, like, I knew that the priest was standing in front of me, but I also knew that there was someone else standing in front of me. Yeah. So it was, like, this overwhelming, like, who <laughs> like not like afraid but like oh my gosh like there's someone new here that wasn't here before if that makes sense and my yeah, eyes were closed absolutely. so I wasn't looking at anyone um and yeah I just like knew like I don't know my heart was just like pierced with the knowledge like that's Jesus and mm-hmm. I like dropped down like face down on the ground kind of thing it was just like crying like I couldn't stop crying um and still, like, at this point, no one had told me. Like, no one had nudged me. And I'm like, oh, that's Jesus. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was just as soon as he stepped in front of me, it was just like, boom. Like, Holy that's God. him. And yeah. I did not know what to do with myself. And I didn't know how to, like, process it. Because, like, all of a sudden I knew, but I didn't know. I still didn't understand how that could be. But, like, I knew that he had just stood in front of me. So I was like, oh, my gosh. It was just weird. It was just so, it was very emotional, very much, like, not intellectual whatsoever. Um, Yeah, so, (laughs) also, yeah. I don't know. It was just insane. Um, And, gosh, I don't know what happened the rest of the weekend, honestly. Like, I don't remember Sunday. Um, I do remember I went to confession on Saturday before that, so that was really good. I probably hadn't been to confession in a long time, so that was cool. Um, and then had this experience and then, yeah, I don't know, went back. My mom picked me up at church the next day. Um, she always talks about this. She was like, you were a different person when you came back, which is weird. Cause like, I thought I was being so subtle, <laughs> like nothing happened. Like, oh, it was good. Like it was a good retreat and whatever. But like all these things were like happening interiorly and I hadn't like obviously processed through anything or figured out like what had happened. Like nothing I was just like carrying all the stuff that I had to like figure out and I was so excited about um but yeah I started getting involved then (laughs) in um the like life teen core team at the church so I was just like getting involved with the people that I've been on retreat with and like showing up and like um helping to co-lead a small group um and all the things that just kind of like all of a sudden I like cared about the church and I cared about Jesus and I cared about mass and all these things um and yeah like one of the nutters started like walking with me one-on-one it was towards the end of the year um it was like Easter time-ish when I was confirmed obviously so um the team wasn't there for very long and then we didn't have a net team after that so it was a (laughs) short-lived experience with my net team um but yeah so that is kind of like the central point of that. But, um, yeah, like just the fact that that knowledge of like 
Jesus being present in the Eucharist had never, like, properly been explained to me. Um, like, I'm so, like, I know that, <laughs> obviously, like, the fact that I was able to recognize him um, when I did, like, that's all grace and that's all the spirit. So, like, I know that, like, that encounter with Jesus, like, went hand in hand with an encounter with the spirit. Yeah, and I, I would even say, like, any of those times that, like, in not just your life, but, like, the listeners' lives, like, where knowledge is imparted within someone and then movement and action follows, that is a direct action of the Holy Spirit. Mm, Like we see in the life of Paul, um, like when you're talking, I was like, holy cow, St. Paul. Um, Like Mm. you were literally struck down to the floor with the knowledge of Christ's presence. Mm. What happened to Paul? Like he he literally was like struck down with the presence of the Lord. Um, And then from that interaction, from that knowledge, he was led to a place of leadership and growth in the Lord in the early church. And I feel like, like that was you as well. Like what Mm. you were explaining of like getting involved in life teen and all these other different avenues of your faith. Um, Like the spirit allowed you to have that encounter and then moved you into action. Mm. Um, And I think that that like at inflame, like that's exactly what we're trying to do is create a place for encounter. So that encounter can lead to action. Yeah. Um, because that's that's all what the Holy Spirit is. So yeah. like, so people might be like, Sarah, that was your testimony of when you met Jesus. But yeah. like, yeah, you met Jesus. But more importantly, you were open to the docile and docile to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um. Like you allowed like the ability to recognize the face of Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. where does it say in the Bible? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. We always play this game. Where does it say in the Bible? Um. Like, no one can say Jesus is king except by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, Like, you cannot recognize the face of the Lord without Mm. the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's just really cool. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Mm. Wow. Um, So, that's that's how you met the Holy Spirit. But, like, where did you... like? And that was your first encounter with the... Charism, uh, not even the charism, it's just the char- charismatic expressive yeah, worship. Expressive um, so when do you think that, like, you were exposed to the charisms of the Holy Spirit? So, like, that was your first interaction with the Holy Spirit. You encountered him mm-hmm. at confirmation, but where did that grow? Um, yeah, so that was my sophomore year of high school um and honestly until yeah until net like I had no um interaction I guess experience with like the charisms and charismatic movement of the spirit um so I'm trying to count I guess that was like four years um okay and yeah like my uh yeah basically my the youth group that I was involved in was we would have praise and worship we do express a praise and like that was it like I never heard anyone speak in tongues like people would pray with each other but not like they wouldn't use gifts of prophecy or okay yeah it was just kind of so how would they pray with each other 
Well, they just like pray. Just kind of like over, like yeah. Say a prayer for someone out okay. loud. Just oh, kind of okay. like yeah. Um, or if someone was sad, we'd like pray and try to make them feel better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really participate yeah. in that honestly, but um, yeah. So probably four years later than when I was on net. Um, I think I had like I okay really like really my first like encounter of like okay these are charisms it was like reading Paul <laughs> um and like so like I knew that those were things that I didn't I guess I didn't know if they like happened now or if they'd happened in the past or like I didn't really know what he was saying when he was saying the things but I was aware that they were things if that makes sense yeah um and like I'd heard the pen heard the story of Pentecost so many times that it was like oh tongues is a thing but I thought that just meant different languages like um because one of my focus missionaries had explained one time she was like I was like praying for the gift of tongues for like specifically for Spanish if that makes sense it was like that kind of just solidified for me it was like oh tongues just means languages and it does in one sense but not in this sense so it was just like confusing for me um yeah but yeah pretty much when I was on net I think um in the first is it two it's two weeks right of personal retreat yeah one week yes, two, two weeks, weeks something like that two weeks per, uh, and then yeah two weeks so in those first two weeks we had like just our small group because we didn't have teams yet um and <laughs> I hope Abigail listens to this. <laughs> um, uh, my small group leader, uh, yeah, was Abigail. And I don't know, this is pretty early on, but like far enough in that I like kind of knew the people in my group. Um, and we were like. Who was in your group? <laughs> oh no, I'm going to forget people. Literally, the only person I can remember is. Wait, no. Um, Annika. Yeah. Um, she was a second. Juliana. Yeah. Uh, Aoife. Oh boy. Uh oh gosh. Who else? Me. That was one other person, I think. I can't remember. So so pretty much like your small group, would you say like did they know who those were they on the same page as you or were they like cuz I know like Efa Efa and Annika and would have been Annika good. had to have been exposed and yeah. I and definitely Juliana? Juliana. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, like more or less at least people had like knew that these things happened if they hadn't, like, used gifts themselves, I think. Um, yeah, and we were, we had, like, a small group session, or, like, everyone was there, but we, like, were sitting in our small groups, um, and we just, like, basically everyone took a turn being prayed with, prayed over, um, and I want to say I went first, because I remember when they were praying with me, I was, like, oh my goodness, because <laughs> I heard people speaking in tongues for the first time, so I must have been first in my group, otherwise I would have noticed yeah. it earlier. Um, Eva and Abigail started praying in tongues, and I was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, I was excited. I was not freaked out by any means or anything, but really? I was like, this is real. I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what, like, uh, I guess I have like a vague memory of what they were saying after that. They had like images and whatnot, but um like, most of the prayer, I was just like, oh, like, this is so exciting. So, it must have been, it must have been, like, day two or something. Really? Well, That's maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But I came late, too. Yeah, so, like, did. by the time I got there, maybe, I don't know. 
my, I remember that very clearly. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is cool. That That's completely different from my experience. <laughs> I know. Like, I was like, tongues, You're I was like, like what the heck? be gone, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> yeah. See, I think that that's why, because, like, I'd read about it, but I was, like, somehow, not somehow, it was the Holy Spirit for sure, but, like, not afraid of it and not, mm, like, skeptical of it being used now, I think. Um so I guess, like, to some extent, I was just kind of, like, waiting to see if these things that I'd read about were real, I guess. Um, so when it happened, I was like, oh, it's just like, oh, okay, that's confirmation. That's a real thing. Like, Wow. <laughs> and then, like, well, and then they were using prophecy and I don't know. What the, I don't know. Anyways, they, like, both of them, I think both Abigail, I mean, sorry. Yeah, Abigail and Aoife, um had images and like shared them with me and explained them and it was just like this weird experience of like what <laughs> like this is just completely foreign but like very peaceful very comfortable like I was not concerned at all I was just kind of like whoa that was cool <laughs> um yeah so that was like the first 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 time and then like obviously net training like the f- longer we were there the more it was like oh okay people like when we'd have like before every single session every talk like we'd open praise and worship and like i think i then started to like listen and be like oh (laughs) these people aren't just like bumbling like or i just it's not that i just can't understand what they're saying because they're four people down from me but like they're speaking in tongues like i started to recognize like things like that um uh yeah and then like we had a tiny little bit of formation (laughs) On training, like, about specific gifts. Um, it all happened very quickly <laughs> in literally one session. Um, yep. <laughs> so, like, couldn't take any of it in, couldn't process, couldn't, like, sit and ask the questions I needed to ask, I think. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, that was kind of insane because it was, like, again, like, I, I, I'm 100% sure and I wasn't the only person there who hadn't been formed or, like, catechized in these things. So, it was just kind of, like... I felt like I was, like, rushed through it. And, like, I did get more comfortable with things as the year went on. Um, And, like, as I grew to understand things more. But it was, like, I got all the information at once. And I was, like, whoa. (laughs) And then, yeah, just kind of had to, like, weed my way through the things that, like, did make sense and figure those out. And then, like, move on to the, like, more difficult things, I guess. What did you do to, like, gain that knowledge? Um, Because, like, you, you just mentioned that, like, net training kind of rushed mm-hmm. through um and even like you said like you're you're on net like you weren't yeah you didn't have all that like w- so what did you how did you get that knowledge um probably like 50 50 asking people slash hearing people talk about things like on trade like we had those first two weeks where i was like first introduced to all these things um and in the next four weeks like we were all together all the time. So, like, there were people that, like, would bring something up and, like, I could ask them, like, in break times or, like, during those two first two weeks with my small group, like, if someone, I don't know what small group questions were per se, but, like, we would chat about something sometimes, you know, like, gifts like that if someone yeah. was confused. Like, so there were, like, bits and pieces that were picked up just in conversation and overhearing people and just, like, asking questions. Um, and then... I mean, also you, like you taught me a lot. Ben is my team leader. <laughs> I feel like people know that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. And then also definitely 
I didn't read this. I read this book last. No, what? I don't know what year it is. I read this book <laughs> the year after my net year last what year. Book? Um, spiritual gifts handbook. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So really, it didn't really happen on net. That happened after net. But you, yeah, you recommended that to me. Um, and Best I think honestly, <laughs> it's so good. Um. It, it just, like, walked me through each of the things, and while there were things that I had figured out, figured out, like, to what whatever <laughs> that means, yeah. but, like, things that I felt like I had a good understanding of um, were in there, and, like, okay, just, like, reread and reinforce things, um, but also, like, gave me greater understanding of some of those things that were a little bit more, mm. maybe people hadn't talked about very much, or, like, I didn't know what questions to ask. Yeah. Um, that was good, and there were examples in there, and... Yeah, it's just really solid. If you want to read it, listeners, it's called The Spiritual Gifts Handbook by uh, Dr. Mary Healy and Randy Clark. Clark. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, there I don't know his last name. <laughs> yeah, really, really, really good. Uh, it's also, like, it doesn't just give, um, like, definitions of spiritual gifts, but it gives the biblical um like backing and like where and the this source. Yeah. yeah um which i think both of us are very much like i need to see it to believe it mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're very much thomases in our lives um yeah. praise god that he, he works with us mm-hmm. um and so like dr mary healy is a professor of biblical studies at sacred heart seminary and so like her whole like life's mission right now is all dedicated to like forming priests Mm. um, in like sound biblical theology. So like to be able to, she knows what she's talking (laughs) about and that's what like her like guiding through the scripture aspect of it Mm. made me like my, it grew my faith yeah, um, because it was like, um, like all of a sudden scripture became alive, like a living mm. thing. And I was like, Oh, I saw that in um praise and worship. Like how you're talking about, like how you yeah. you're like, Oh, I read this about Paul. Yeah. So when people prayed in tongues with me, I could, you could draw the connections. Yeah. And I think that that's the power of like good theology mm-hmm. <laughs> is like being able to like now when the, these readings come up at mass, I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh, there mm-hmm. they go. <laughs> Which is yeah. so powerful. Yeah, and it's nice to be able to, like, like you were saying, like, draw those connections. Um, Because it's one thing to, like, see what's happening and understand, like, oh, this is what this is. Like, like I read Paul talking about listing off all these things, and that's great, but, like, also the knowledge can stop there. Um, Sometimes you, like, you just need it to keep going, and, like, Paul, like, his books aren't, they're not thick. Like, they're not no. particularly dense. Like, he says the things, and he keeps going. Um, he has a mission, and <laughs> he does it, <laughs> and that's all he does. Um, but, <coughs> yeah, basically, Sorry. like, it's really, really good and really helpful to be able to, like, take additional steps from there. So, like, you read what he's saying, and then this book, I'm sure there's other books as well, but, like, this one particularly yeah. is great. And the way it's broken down into, like, each gift and, like, to be able to, like, okay, like, I've read about this thing and I know it exists and maybe I've seen it. But, like, this is where it came from. This is 
how it's used. This is what it means when mm. you use it. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's a supplementary reading essentially, but I think like it goes hand in hand. Like you kind of need to be able to read scripture and this, if you want to understand these gifts. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend for any of you guys listening that want to pick up a copy of this book. Um, yeah, I would really recommend it being like a personal prayer book. Um, on my first year of net, how I read it, um, was I'd have the book, I'd have my Bible and I'd have my prayer journal. Like those Mm -hmm. are the three things that had to be together. Mm -hmm. Um, because like you'd read, I'd read something, go look at it in the Bible, you'd read have it, to look it up. underline it, write it in my journal and write what it meant in the journal mm. to my personal life. Um, mm. And it was like this ability to just chew on every single word. Mm. Um, and then like how you were saying that you just, you read it last year. I think it was the year before last. <laughs> it feels like You'd it was more than that because it was years? net and then I was in lacrosse and then I was here. But I guess we're going into another year. So like year and a half ago, maybe almost yeah. two years. <laughs> um, because when I was, re- I read it with you. Yeah. Because um, we'd read a chapter and then w- me and you would talk cha- about it. Yeah. That we was had cool. a little, little cool book club. going. Yeah. <laughs> Virtual uh, <laughs> Zoom book club. <laughs> um, which we've talked about doing. On yeah, this we really should. Really. And like, like what we're doing at Inflame, at our Inflame nights on campus or not on campus in Steubenville, um, like during the school year is like we're essentially using this book as like i don't know like a skeleton kind of of like what we want to do yeah um so like the book is broken down into like different gifts and it explains them and like that's what we're doing like a gift is a theme for a night and then like we last year when we were doing our talks and prepping for inflame nights like we were all going to that book and like looking at like okay what are the what do these people say um what are their examples like what is essential from what they've broken down that we need to use? And, like, yeah, we can explain things differently. We can expand on that. Um, we can use other sources, but, like, that is a lot of what we're doing at Inflame. So, like, also, <laughs> if anyone's, like, not in the Steubenville area and wants to essentially uh, participate in those Inflame nights, like, in a different way, not yeah. in person, yeah. um, like, that book is – essentially what we're doing at our inflame nights obviously it's a little bit different in we, person we what also we do. used lord renew your wonders um yeah which are, those are the two resources and yeah. the catechism mm-hmm. in the bible like those yeah. are our main resources Literature. that we we go to yeah. um but specifically like that dr mary here dr mary healy's book um it's just like it, it just cracks open scripture in such a powerful way. Yeah. Um, in a very clear way too. Like it's super simple to understand. And, and I think that that's where, like, you needed that, and I needed yeah. that, and like, there's so many people who need that simplified, cut and dry. This is the gift. Mm-hmm. It comes from here. Here's how to live it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like that's what we're trying to do at Flame is like be able to be like. Here's the gift. Like we explained the exact same way is that like, okay, great. We know it. It came from here, but how do we live it out? Yeah. Um, which like, I really do recommend Lord renew your wonders. Um, but I haven't read that one yet. Lord renew your wonders is very, um, very much the second step, um, mm. in your, in your journey with the Holy spirit as it is 
very much like diving into like church theology and um, mm-hmm. papal documents and like things like that, which are really good resources um, yeah. that as Catholics, especially um, we have a plethora of beautiful, well-written documents from the church um, to expand upon our knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Um, but like to be able to read that book, you need to read Dr. Mary Healy's, in my opinion. Mm, um, as a foundation. As a foundation. Yeah. Uh, I think, too, like, like before you tackle these things, because they're so big, um, like, you do need to have those foundational elements. Mm. And, like, it needs to be broken down very simply. It needs to be like, okay, this is what it is. This is where it's from. Like, once you have that, like, in its entirety, and you can understand that, then you can, like, build on that. And, like, how is it used today? How has it been used in history? Like, uh, just, like, you can expand basically from there, but like without those foundations, it's just like, like if you start and like, oh, this is how we were using tongues today. Like, I don't know if you don't understand like where it came from yeah. and like why we're using it, like nothing's going to make any sense to you. And I also don't think that your faith in that is going to last. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you'll, ha- you'll be like, okay, cool. Like I read this church document. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have the basic biblical knowledge which that church document was built off of mm-hmm. and also have the encounter aspect. Mm-hmm. Y- like it, do- it doesn't really mean anything to you. Um, which I think like really what it boils down to. And I think that your personal experience, with the Holy spirit really is an example of this is there's encounter with the Holy spirit mm-hmm. with Jesus first. So like that base knowledge of like, mm-hmm. okay, and then from that, the encounter with the Holy Spirit on that, being able to see th- the charisms and the Spirit's movement. Mm-hmm. And then you build your knowledge um, mm-hmm. so as to better understand your personal encounter yeah. um, and how to live it out. Like those, yeah. are the, those are the building blocks for a successful relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm, um, yeah. Because we can sit on this podcast and tell you, doctrinal fact about the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and that's good and that's beautiful but if you do not give you give yourself over to the Spirit and have a docile heart to the Spirit none of that really matters Mm -hmm. Um, because like the Holy Spirit we we need the Holy Spirit for salvation which it boils down to (laughs) like without that personal encounter without that personal relationship you reading a book isn't going to do anything for you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the power comes from is like, I've recommended the book before to people when I first read it. Um, I was recommending it to people. Sorry, mom and dad, I'm going to throw you under the bus. Um, but I recommended it to my mom and dad who had never really had a powerful, um, personal encounter with the spirit. And so like they were reading the book and they, it just kind of fizzled out. Um, because when you don't have that, it, it, it doesn't have the same weight to it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, that's what, like where inflame comes in is we're trying to provide the place of encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, and then the gifts come and yeah. then the deeper knowledge. Um, and we're trying like trying to build up that community. Yeah. yeah. Um, something else that I want to mention is that like. My, in my story, in my experience, um, I encountered Jesus in the Eucharist in a very powerful way and, like, went from basically, like, 
essentially like I really think in my mind like he was just kind of a historical figure and like maybe I'd heard people say like okay he's alive and like I knew what Easter was I knew that he was resurrected but I didn't know what that meant and I didn't realize like okay Jesus is alive today um so like okay I met him on this retreat and it changed my life and it's like oh my goodness um okay now I know that he's a real person and I know that I can encounter him here and now but also like it was it it wasn't I think truly until like I encountered the spirit in the way that I did on net mm-hmm. um and like really came and I'm like I'm still learning so much there's so much I don't know and like yeah but like as I'm like learning about the charisms and like seeing them being used like that is what reinforces for me like Jesus is alive today and like the spirit is moving and working today like that Without that, without that element of, like, really, truly, honestly, like, without having experienced, like, people praying over me and using gifts, like, there's probably a pretty good chance that I would, like, I don't know, just not be convicted in the truth that Jesus is alive and, like, moving and present in the world today. You know, like, not just Jesus, but, like, the Lord, <laughs> God, yeah. like, at all. Like, it's it's because of those gifts of the spirit and because of how I see people using them and how I see him moving through people like actively now that I'm like oh okay like also my encounter with Jesus wasn't a one-time thing like he is present where the spirit is and like they're moving and they're working together and like it's just it changes everything I think once you know that he's yeah working wow well thank you Sarah um for sharing and I, I hope you guys can take something out of her story um, and take this into prayer. I really recommend, like, maybe even, not that we're that cool, but, like, even taking this podcast into prayer um, and seeing what strikes your heart. Because that's kind of, like, how the Spirit moves a lot of the times is there'll be certain things that will really jump out to you. Um, open up your journal. Write that thing down. Um, and really dive into that with the Holy Spirit and ask him every day to like reveal himself a little bit more to you. Um, it's a process like we've been saying this entire time is you're not going to be completely knowledgeable about the spirit from the first time you encounter him. Um, and it's not just one encounter. It's several. It's we encounter him on a daily basis. It's a constant pursuit of relationship with him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, with that being said, I think maybe we move over and get some advice from a mom. What do you think? I think that sounds pretty good. Whose mom is it going to be today? I don't know. Well, I guess you're about to find out. All right, guys, we'll catch you later. And now it's time for... Motherly Motherly Advice from the Inflamed Moms. With the Inflamed Moms. Hello, Mother. Hello, Benjamin. How are you doing? I'm very well, and how are you? Well, I'm doing grand-like. I'm here recording a podcast with Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) So, Mother, we are calling for a piece of advice. Okay. Can you get, do you got anything for us? I do. Oh, oh, let's boy. hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to make sure that you limit the amount of sugar that you intake 
Mm. And make sure that you have plenty of rest. Wow. That is my, mother, that is my motherly advice. <laughs> I thought because she... <laughs> it's summer and it's like the time of ice cream and mm. treats, Ben. Yeah, I, I know how I know you like your treats. I do like <laughs> my just treats. Reminding you to limit your sugar. Okay. And to make sure that you get enough sleep. Mm. What's enough sleep in your mind? Um, probably at least eight hours. Nice. Nine would be ideal. And mom, just for everyone's knowledge, uh, what time do you go to bed at night? I just wanna. Oh sure. Yeah. So last night I went to bed at eleven. Oh, okay, Whoa. that doesn't count. That is not normal for you. You had a friend sleepover. I had a sleepover with my friend, and we stayed up till 11 o'clock, and then I woke <laughs> up at 5. So I'm a little sleep deprived. Ooh. I might be speaking from experience here, advising you to get enough sleep. What time do you usually go to bed? Oh, between 9 and 10. Oh. So, okay. I, d- I think that you're kind of sugarcoating it. It's like no, uh, no, I am limiting my sugar intake. And no, oh, okay. No <laughs> sugar. Okay, well, you I mean, you get up pretty early though. I do. Okay. I I don't need as much sleep during the summer because of the sun. Oh wow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing, but thanks. <laughs> well, it stays. It is. Later, out later. I, I guess, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And the sun sets later in the in the summertime. This is so true. I, and then I'm up with the birds. <laughs> wow. Up with the birds. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, mom. We'll we'll let you go. Have fun right. while on vacation. Sleep and, and don't eat too many treats, Ben. Well, what about Sarah? Limit the donuts. But Sarah, well, don't yeah, throw me into the bus. Sarah too. Okay. It goes, it goes for both of you. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll try. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Wow. Ben, you have to cut back on the donuts. I don't. You're making it sound like I'm a donut junkie. <laughs> well. Okay. But in all honesty, if you are in the Steubenville area, Gus's Goodies and we're in West Virginia. It's probably the best you're going to get in this area. It's the best you're going to get. By far, it's the best donut I've ever consumed oh my in my entire goodness, existence. that is such a bold statement. It Obviously is. Obviously, you haven't been to very many good bakeries. Okay, their glazed donut is it's the a best donut. donut. Okay. <laughs> they All don't right. even have old fashioned donuts. Yeah, well, how lame! You don't need it when you have a fantastic yes, do. Nope. glazed donut. Subpar. Get Oops. Behind <laughs> me. On that note, I'm going to go and beat up Sarah, and we hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. And say a prayer for Inflame. Peace. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.